this episode is a good one. I am so excited for you to meet Sherri Ann. Um, I actually met her through my very first business coach. She was in the same coaching program as me. And she is like a genius on organizing your business with systems and processes. And in this episode, she is going to talk about the three must-have systems that every business owner needs, no matter how small or how big. You need these three systems. And then we're going to go into specifics on five different things, one of them being checking email, for example. It's a big time suck. People don't know how to deal with their inbox, so she is going to share how she does it, which ironically is very similar to how I do it. Um, she's going to share how she does it and how you should do it to ensure that you're not in your email all day, every day. We get into team building, social media, posting and being social. That can be another time suck like email, following up on leads, and then the actual like financials of your business, invoicing people, automatic payments, that sort of thing to make sure that you're profitable in your business. I just love this episode because she's going to say, these are the three systems These are five examples of how you can implement these in your business. It is super helpful and super valuable. So here is Miss Sherry Ann. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Sherry Ann, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you for having me, Christina. I'm excited to talk to you because... I remember when I started my business and people were talking about like systems and processes. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what's a system? Like, I don't get it. And I felt like I was making it something bigger than it was. And then when I understood what systems were, I'm like, oh, I guess I already kind of have these in place in my business. So you know all about systems because you have built a successful business. So can you kind of break down for people who are like, what are systems? Do I have them? Is this a system? Like what exactly a system or process in your business is? Okay, that's a really good place to start. A system is um, a group of rules and uh, processes that are laid out that tell you or people in your business exactly how to do things and when to do them. So systems help automate processes in your business. So you build a process on how to do a specific task, but where does that fit into the bigger system? And um, what you end up get end up having is a roadmap, if you will, that anybody can use to run your business. So they know exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to course correct if it goes wrong. So it's a bunch of rules that work in conjunction with one another to run your business. And I have found that after I hired a project manager in the fall of 2018, that I actually created a lot of processes to go into my system. Um, 
I have a folder in my Google Drive called SOPs or Standard Operating Procedures, um, which is pretty similar, right? Absolutely. It goes by so many different names, Standard standard Operating Procedures, Systems, um, uh, Processes and Procedures, uh, Standards of Operation, but they're all the same thing. It's the rules and the standards that need to be in place in order for things to get done. Yeah. So when I brought her on, we kind of worked together to create these processes because I was always doing what she would be doing. So I didn't need to create anything because I always did it. So I was like, okay, well, let me create something for you. We'll create it together and we'll put it in Google Drive. So like if you ever leave me, I don't have to start this all over again. And then I recently brought on a salesperson for my agency. And as I was explaining, as as I was starting to explain things to her, I was like, okay, wait, let me just like take a screen grab video of what I'm doing. So I can, again, just shove it in that SOP folder in my Google drive and not have to record this again and just hand it off to the next person. Which is so valuable. And part of what you're saying here is you know, you're putting these things into Google Drive, but they have to be filed in a system or in a way that everybody understands, not just you, right? So that's a big part of getting yourself organized. And for the most part, all businesses run on six or seven major folders. And that's how we keep things organized and how the next person knows exactly where to find things. Okay, so tell us about the three must-have systems that we should all have in our business. Like if you are a solopreneur with one person running the show or you have a team of 10 or 100, we all need to have these three things in place. And I'm so glad that you said that because whether you're a solopreneur or a gigantic business, these are crucial. They're your operational system. So this is how things gel together. How does your marketing marketing department know what your sales department or your admin department is doing? In my cleaning service, I've got people sitting in my office. How do they know what I'm putting out in marketing? So that's that the operational system is key. There's also the marketing system. So how is it that you are automatically uh, consistently putting yourself out there and trying to attract the right people. And then there's your financial system, which covers everything, money, and most importantly, the flow of money in and out of your business. Love this. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of specifics here um, because there's a lot that falls under operational marketing and financial. Let's talk about generating business because I find that a lot of people, whether again, they're a solopreneur or they have a hundred people on their team, they want to generate business. Now, if you've listened to the Media Maven podcast before people, you know how I get my leads. We practice what we preach here. We do PR, we earn media, we put ourselves out there. So getting the leads is easy if you're doing that. They're all coming to you, but they don't just come to you and you close them like in that minute, you have to follow up with leads. So this would be under the operational umbrella. So Sherry Ann, tell us some systems or some processes that we should be doing when it comes to following up with leads. People show interest, maybe they email, maybe they call, maybe they slide into our DMs on Instagram. What do we need to do to follow up with those leads? What do we need to have in place step by step? 
really, really huge. Um, I think this right here is the gold mine for all businesses and they don't even know it. So, um, you know, you reach out to a prospect, they, they're not going to jump on you right away, but you're following up with them is where the gold and all the money is left sitting on the table. So it's, having a solid follow-up process what i do everybody that i get in contact with that's a prospect is put into a prospecting spreadsheet until they become a client they never leave that spreadsheet and while they're on that spreadsheet i set myself a follow-up plan when will i reach you how will i reach you and how frequently will i reach you none of those people will come off of that list until they blatantly come out and say to me stop calling me stop emailing me because it's gold they you've connected with them for a reason so it's up to you to tap into them and figure out where where is it that you can service them what is it that they're really looking for from you so following up with leads is huge um, for, for phone calls. If I have a phone call with someone or even if I meet them at a networking event, I follow up the very next day and I try to bring back something that was mentioned in that conversation. And I often try to d deliver something of value to them. I've already spoken to them. I've already approached them. So I know what their needs are. I know what their interests are. And I try to make the conversation a little bit more engaging by mentioning something that's familiar to them. If I'm not reaching yeah. If I don't reach them on the first day, I'm following up the next day. And I might skip a day after the third day if they're non-responsive, but I never give up. I may not be calling. I may start uh, start saying an email after three or four days. If it's an email conversation that I've had, uh, maybe I met them in person. Now we've already opened an email conversation. It's the same type of thing. I'm going to follow up via email the next day, try to make something of mention that was that was important to that person. When you're speaking with a prospect, you are listening to what they're not saying because oftentimes therein lay the problem that you can solve. So being keen to what your, your audience or your prospects are saying to you and being able to follow up in a non-salesy manner uh, on, those, on those topics, those subjects, those issues, and staying relentless on the follow-up until you are told the big N-O. And I like that you have a spreadsheet so you can keep track of everything. So you know exactly where everything stands. Something that I use is I use the Chrome extension called Boomerang. And okay. that's amazing because it reminds me to follow up with the person. I also use, you use a spreadsheet. I use Trello. Um, I actually used to use um, a spreadsheet. Um, now I use Trello and it makes it so easy because I have my different columns and it's like, okay, this is a potential client. This is, you know, the first phone call or the first email. I sent this person a proposal and now we need to follow up here. And it just keeps it all organized so you can see your process like right in front of you. So I love that. Okay. Let's go on to email. And I'm not talking about email marketing, people. Like, we're not getting complicated. I'm talking about, like, opening up your email and seeing your inbox and responding and how to respond and when to respond and how often to check your email and all of that. I know how I do things, but I want to hear how you do things, Sherry Ann. Okay. So, as you know, I have three businesses that I run. So, three Tell different emails. Tell us about them real quick. Oh my gosh, I can send you batty all three of them. <laughs> uh, so my, my most recent acquire, uh, 
company acquired is called Senior Helpers. It's throughout the U.S. as well. And we help seniors stay in place, age at home, regain a little bit of independence. Uh, we don't just help uh, seniors. We help new moms. We help people who have hip, hip replacement or knee replacement. Um, so that's my new baby. And I'm really enjoying getting this thing off of the ground. Uh, my next business is my cleaning service. So I've had a cleaning service for about 11 years now. Um, we're just about to hit seven figures this year. And we provide eco-friendly cleaning to homes and offices in our, our city. And then I have my coaching business, uh, my coaching and mentor service, where I help female entrepreneurs uh, organize and automate their business so that things are smoothly run. It's automated. The business truly supports you instead of you always being pulled in a million directions. And that equates to freedom um, to do what you want, more energy so you're not constantly burnt out, and obviously more money because the more organized and automated you are is the more those things increase. And obviously Sherry Ann is an expert on that topic because she is running three successful businesses. <laughs> so, okay, so I have um, one inbox. Well, I actually have two inboxes to check, but it's for one business. Different streams of revenue, but all under the media maven umbrella. You have three totally different businesses. So tell me how you are not just sucked into email all day and what your process and system is behind that. Well, one of the biggest things I do is I calendar block. Um, I think you're a fan of this as well, Obsessed. where you've got... <laughs> your calendar my calendar I is the probably the only person I give like a million percent respect to because my calendar tells me what to do and when to do it so everything I I, I do in a day everything that I'm responsible the three companies they all have time and colors on my calendar and when my calendar alarms I drop everything to respect what it's telling me to do next um, so that's that's one thing but on that calendar, I'm also telling myself when to check email. I just don't jump into one and then stay there all day because that's what it does. It's a big black hole of email and you'll get stuck. So I try to every single morning take off, you know, the top 10 off of each emails. I probably get 10 to 20 in like between the time I leave work and the time I get back to work tomorrow morning. And I try to knock them off one box at a time. Um, but when my email time comes up, I'm dealing with one company and one company's email. And I've split my day up that way and my entire week. So every everything I do has a place. In terms of email, um, when people email to me, I respond. And once I respond, I file it away. I try not to leave myself with any uh, dangling follow-up off of an email. Uh, so once I respond, I'll put it in my calendar if something needs to happen. But once I put the ball back in your court and I've given you a response, I'm pretty much done until you respond to me. I love that. I, always, I do pretty much the same thing too. I let my calendar tell me when to check my email. I mm -hmm. turn all my notifications off. Like, let me tell you, that's life-changing. Turning your email notifications <sighs> off on your phone is yeah. life changing. And yeah. I do the same thing. Like if I don't need to tend to it anymore, it's in my calendar, then it goes in a folder because 
I, there's nothing that gives me more anxiety than opening up my inbox and seeing emails in there. Like I want them to be taken care of and moved away. And my sister's the complete opposite. Like if you look at her phone, she's got like that notification of having 40,000 emails in her inbox. I'm like, I would die. There, there's no way I could operate like that. That just kills me. So it sounds like we do email the same. And it's so important to do it this way. I think like, I don't know how others do it. Even some people with a single mailbox with a thousand items in it, in their inbox, it's kind of, it it just makes my heart beat. Um, Staying on top of your email and keeping it organized is huge for your mindset as well. Because like you said, that dinger going off on your phone will drive you insane. And you don't realize how accustomed you've become to this beeping on your phone that when it's gone, it's almost as though you have to figure out what to do at first. Right. Um, so it, it, it's, it's a huge, huge um, tool to be able to one and done your emails, get rid of it as soon as you open it, deal with it and off the plate and start clearing up your inbox. Yeah. And I let everybody know too, that I work closely with, I tell them like, look, I only check my email twice a day and you'll hear back between 24 to 48 hours. Like I am not a doctor saving anybody's life. I don't think it is that pressing. I think you can wait a little bit and I'm no longer at people's beck and call. Like I have set the expectation that I'm not in my email waiting for you to send me something. So you wait until I get there. So I like that a lot. Let's move on to social media um, because, again, like email, it can be a time suck when it comes to actually posting and being social, um, you know, like when to log in and what to do and how to schedule and all of this jazz. So um, you tell me how you do it, and then I'll tell you how I do it. So this is going to be funny, but um, most of my posting is like lunch t- lunchtime leisure. So if I'm not eating lunch, I'm not responding to social media. Um, I'm up very early every day. So after my meditation and my mindset work, I look at social media. I spend 15 minutes and I only give myself 15 minutes between Facebook, Instagram, and my LinkedIn. And that is simply for checking and doing some quick responses And then I have another time blocked out in my week where I'll actually sit down to write articles for any one of those platforms. And that's when I put that out. I, you can really get sucked into social media and really get caught up in it. But I found myself a little system around how to manage it. So that's how I respond to social. But in terms of posting, it's, I I set my time uh, on the weekend because I, I personally love what I do. So for me to bang off a bunch of posts on the weekend is nothing. So what I do on the weekend is I set myself up with one hour and I create a number of posts for the week. Each post can be repurposed for the different platforms. And then when my phone tells me to post, I post. Simple as that. I love it. I do something, I guess it's kind of similar. I used to do it where it was like once a week I would plan my content But now I use a platform or a software called SmarterQ. Um, And I will, in the show notes, people, I will link to, um, it's a trial link. It's an affiliate. I'm an affiliate for SmarterQ. But if you want to try it out for two weeks, I will put that in the show notes. And something I like about SmarterQ is that it's evergreen. So like, for example, when this podcast episode goes live, I'll promote it the day it goes live. 
But then say I have a hundred other posts in there. By the time I get to 101, it will go back to this post and share it again. So I don't even though, yeah, it's really easy because I used to always schedule the same thing, you know, to go out once a month or once every other month. This just automatically does it for me. So I really don't need to reschedule anything. I just schedule it once and then it just goes in the queue. So that saves me a lot of time. So the only time I really log online um, would be just to promote something in real time that I didn't upload into SmarterQ, and it's just to be social. And let me tell you something that will blow your mind. So I use an iPhone, and if you go to settings and if you go to screen time, you will actually see it tells you exactly how much time you're on your phone. It'll tell you exactly what you're doing on your phone, and it'll tell you like how many pickups you've had in a day and what you're doing as soon as you pick up your phone. And if you don't think you're on social media a lot, uh, just look at that, and then you'll be like, okay, I need to chill. Or it's, okay, I need to be more productive because I'm on social media this much, and I am not being productive because it's not translating into dollars. I'm just being busy and distracted. So just like checking email, like it really is something you need to schedule and do it and don't get sucked in. That can be quite the time sucker saver, eh? That sounds like a fantastic tool. Yeah, it's on It's on the iPhone. Check it out in settings. If you have an iPhone, go to screen time and it will tell you not just how much time you're spending on your phone, but where you're spending it, like everything, all these details. It's kind of scary, but still useful at the same time. Um, okay. So I want to go on to, let's go, we, we t- covered um, a little bit of marketing. Let's go back to operational and talk about team building. So whether this be hiring a VA or me bringing on, I mentioned bringing on a project manager and a salesperson for my agency, what kind of processes should we have in place when we're bringing on a new team member or somebody to help us with our business? Oh, all the processes. So <laughs> I, uh, I always say that um, hiring a new team member is like employing new technology. If you don't know how to do it manually, you won't know what the technology or the new team member needs to do for you. So one of the major things I do is, okay, where is it that I need help? Okay, and let's say it's marketing. What in marketing is it that I really need help on? Um, is it, you know, the posting and the email and all of that? And then I start to map out exactly what that person is going to do. Because remember, I'm, ta- I'm assuming that we're taking this responsibility away from me so that I can grow and, and hire someone else. And then I itemize everything that I want them to do. And from there, I built the job profile, the job description. Oftentimes, we think we need one thing and we end up hiring for that thing and it's totally not what we need. So if understanding what the roles and responsibilities of the task or the function are is huge. And from there, you can then sculpt a job description that complements what it is that you're looking for. And I think the important part here is to actually like write it, not write it down somewhere, but like type it somewhere, like put it in a Google drive, put it in a folder. Because I feel like with these things, it's like we keep it in our head and we know what we want. And then we'll just talk to people or email them back when they email us or when they reach out, we'll tell them what we're looking for. But it's like, 
these are the things that you need to have, even though it's going to take you a little bit more time to like, like she said, map out exactly what that person's going to do. So the responsibility can totally be taken away from you. Like what if in two weeks that person doesn't work out, then you have to start all over again. You got it. And what it also does is it prevents you from building a role around a person and it actually has you build the role around the task that needs to be done. So it falls in line with your strategy. It falls in line with your goals, etc. And now you're just matching this person to the job description that you have. And that's powerful. I see so many people fall down because they sculpt a job around a person. And that never works. It has to be around the responsibilities that you need to have done. So making sure that the standards that this person or this role needs in place to perform their role with success are also there and are also written out. So it's not as simple as saying, you know what, I'm doing this all by myself and I need help. Let me hire someone. You will waste so much time trying to sit and hand hold them, teaching them what to do. Whereas if you have the job written out, the standards are already in place. So they have a full uh, kind of document of processes and procedures at their fingertips. Now, when they come, it is truly training them on the little bits that are nuances for your business, because you've hired someone that can do the role that you need them to do. I love this. I feel like if people get anything from this podcast, it should be that. High around the task and the outcome that you want and not the person. That's amazing. Okay, there's one system we have not touched on yet, and that is the financial part of the business, which, hello, people, this is what makes a business a business. Um, The biggest. (laughs) Money coming in and money going out. I learned a ton from the book Profit First. I try to handle all of my incoming and outgoing dollars with the profit first methodology. Um, and I keep track because I want to be profitable. I know there's so, and you know, too, Sherry, and there are so many businesses, especially these big online influencers who will tell you they have seven figure businesses, but what they don't tell you is that they're spending seven figures to have a seven figure business and they're not paying themselves anything and they're actually broke. So there's no profit. Yeah, this is super important. So tell people when it comes to finances, and this is a whole podcast in of itself, but what kind of systems do we need in place to ensure we're paying ourselves first and we're having a profitable business or else like, what's the point? So there's a number of money systems that you need to have in place in your money department, if you will. And, you know, one of the very, very basics is having a formal way to invoice your people. And I know it sounds dumb, like, and and basic, but you would be surprised at how many people provide a service. And because they're so caught up in wearing eight hats, They don't invoice their people and they don't invoice them on time, which creates a collection problem and creates tension between you and your customer. But most of all, it creates a cash flow problem and being able to create cash flow in your business, because if you're a solopreneur, um, you know, your time is worth something, but there's very little output for the income that you're getting in terms of spending. You don't have to spend to bring someone in. Do you understand what I mean? Exactly. And I would also add to that to create a process where people are giving you payments automatically 
Um, yes. I know that's something I'm moving to in my agency because I, you know, you feel like you want to treat other people the way you want to be treated or you run your business in a certain way and you just can't imagine other people doing it differently. Like, let me tell you, if you send me an invoice for something that I agreed to pay, I'm going to pay it that day. If not that day, it's happening the next day. Well, I got news for you. There are lots of people who do business (laughs) who will let your invoices sit in their inbox for weeks. And I just got tired of chasing people for money because I have a team that I pay. I'm doing work. You know, and we're not doing this for free. I don't run a nonprofit here. So I recently said, okay, we are changing to automatic payments. Give me your credit card information at the beginning of every month. It will run because I'm not chasing people for money. So I would also, with that invoice, set up an automatic payment. And I agree with that 100%, which is what I was going to move to next. So just to put this in perspective, we have we, we service about 200 people in my cleaning service a week. Um, could you imagine if I had to chase all of those people around you for payment? To do anything else. I, I wouldn't have a business. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pay my staff. So having all of these systems in place. So, you know, it could be as simple as you service someone, you hit put, send on that tool, whatever software you're using for invoicing, the invoice goes out and the methods of payment are clear. Uh, if you're if you're that manual, then you'll have to set up something to collect reminders. There's reminders in just about all of these accounting software where you can actually reach out and collect. But in my cleaning service, that's exactly what we did. We collected everybody's credit card. And if you're not on credit card, you're on an uh, email money transfer. The invoice comes out, our money comes in or we're charging your card. Um, but that is huge. And you'd be surprised, as I said, how many people are not doing this. They're too busy working to chase the money or they don't chase the money because they're embarrassed to, or they're timid to. But again, like you said, we're not in a not-for-profit. We actually run a business and business is the exchange of a service for money. So we need to get over that. Um, the other thing is how does money go out? Are you paying your bills on time? Are you, are you in the position to pay your bills and are you shaving off a little bit of what you make to save for the benefit of the business? Because we all know to scale your business costs money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I also want to add that not only saving money and paying your bills, but paying yourself and paying your people on your team. Absolutely. Like you have to manage it all. That's why I like the Profit First system because it shows you how to manage it all. And if you are struggling with paying your bills, paying yourself or paying your team, then you need to cut your expenses. Yes, big time, big time. And then the other thing is when you have these financial systems in place, so an invoicing system, a collection system, a method to process payments, really quickly and on time, it actually gives you more time, more money, because now you have the money in in a timely fashion, which makes all the difference when you're running a business. And now you're in full control of your business. I love it. And there's so many different platforms you can use. I mean, I know QuickBooks and FreshBooks are very popular. I use Wave. Um, W-A-V-E. It's actually free. I don't pay a monthly fee. Um, They take a small percentage when you um, take credit card payments, but I mean, every company will do that. (laughs) So I mean, that's just, it is what it is. Um, Do you have any other ones, Sherri-Ann, that you would recommend? 
Um, I just recently uh, employed T Sheets for my new company. Um, it's called T Sheets. It's very similar to um, QuickBooks, the way it functions. Um, it's got a lot of good features in it. It I've had to have my accountant look it over, of course, first, and he loved it. He yeah, loves it. Just, so that's where I'm going to be, to be moving to for this new business. I've never heard of that one. There's so many. I mean, you know, so ask many. around to your other business owner friends. There's so many to mm-hmm. use. Um, and then one other thing I would add under this section is the importance of contracts. This is another thing that you can oh, learn. Yeah. You can learn about these puppies the hard way, um, just like with the the automatic credit card payments. I learned about this one the hard way. Um, and it actually wasn't with a client. It was with um, a friend of mine who was starting her own business. And she reached out f- to me for help. And I kind of took her under my wing and I introduced her to my current clients. And she kind of came on board and her confidence exceeded her ability. We'll just say that much. And she ended up not only taking these clients from me because I did not have a contract in place that would say she would not do that. But she also um, owed me money from these clients because I was still doing work for them. But the contract that it was a terrible contract that they signed, it was through her and then she was to pay me and she wasn't paying me. Um, Luckily, her terrible contract uh, protected me more than it did her. Hence, it was terrible. <laughs> terrible for her, not for me. But needless to say, after a few months and a few conversations with the lawyer, I ended up getting my money. But it won't be a problem in the future because I have rock solid contracts with everybody on my team and all of my clients. So again, this is something that don't learn this the hard way. Um, just do it do it right the first time. And you really just need one good contract for a client, one good contract for a team member. And I know, um, Sherry Ann, um, Chevelle did my contracts, Chevelle McPherson. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. You know her. Um, yeah. and she, you know, said, okay, so you can basically use this for any client. This is what you will change. And this is what will always stay the same. So it's just, it's, trust me, it's a good investment. People have good contracts because again, like we're running a business, not a lemonade stand here. Yeah. And it's a contract that can save you thousands. And when you're dishing out the couple hundred that it'll cost you, you, you might balk a little bit, but it'll be the best couple of hundred bucks you ever spend. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Sherry Ann. I'm going to um, share that Smarter Q trial link in the show notes. And Sherry Ann, where can people find you? I want to make sure I put that information in the show notes as well because you have one of your three businesses is a coaching business where you actually help people set up these business systems and processes so their business can run without them. You are absolutely right. So I, you can reach me. Uh, my, my website is mentorwithsherry.com and Sherry is spelled S-H-E-R-I. Um, if you'd like to email me, I'm at Sherryann, S-H-E-R-I-A-N-N-E at nobsbreakthrough.com. Um, I'm always available for a complimentary uh um, consultation. So you can reach me there at meetme.so 
slash Sherry Ann, and there's a hyphen in my name, uh, S-H-E-R-I hyphen A-N-N-E. Um, I love talking uh, business with entrepreneurs, systems automating, and uh, I do offer a complimentary call where I can help you bring, I can bring a lot of value to you in the, in the 45 minutes that we spend talking and uh, will hopefully help you in your journey. Awesome. I will leave all of that information in the show notes. So if y'all are listening to this while you're driving or walking or working out, just head to becomingmediamaven.com and you will find this information in the show notes. Thank you so much, Sherian. Thanks for having me, Christina. Okay, y'all are going to definitely want to head to the show notes. Not only will you get that affiliate link that I have to start that trial of SmarterQ, you can try it out for two weeks. Let me tell you, this thing has been such a time saver in my business. You just put posts in the queue. You can set them to expire if they'll be irrelevant after a certain time, or they can just keep on posting because they're evergreen and you never have to schedule them again. I freaking love this tool for social media. And then you can also access Sherry Ann. You can either visit her website, email her, or check out that link so you can get a free strategy session with her so you can talk to her about how you're running your business. Is it organized? Do you have these systems and processes in place to ensure that you're profitable and that you can grow? Maybe you want to hire a team, but you're not there yet. She can help you with all of that. So head to becomeamediamaven.com to check out those show notes. And as always, you can find so many free resources, so much more outside of this podcast on my website, mediamavenandmore.com. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. You could be listening to so many other things, but you're listening to me and Sherry Ann today, and I appreciate it. So thank you so much, and I will see you again next week.